this is Lori Koppelman. Thank you for joining us for the Clutter Chronicles podcast, One Woman's Journey Through Stuff. This is a serial podcast about a recovering hoarder named Mary, who lets me ask her anything I want about her struggle. She is honest and brave every single conversation. Mary is sharing her story in the hope that it will help others, so please help us get the word out. Nothing helps us more than by writing a review of our show on iTunes. And if you're a new listener, I encourage you to start at the beginning to hear the whole story. We'll be right here when you get caught up. Last time we talked, Mary was challenging herself to accept the good and the bad in each situation, to live in the bittersweet. In today's conversation, Mary tells us that she is emerging from this process, realizing she is strong and able to receive and accept love. session more to chat about and I'm going to kick us off with a question another follow-up question from some of our conversations we did a few months ago because it's just it's a really compelling idea and you have said this throughout our conversations and we're we're past 60 conversations now it's just (laughs) is mind-blowing to me um but um Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, what's the point? Who cares? Um, <laughs> you have thought that there is something greater for you than dealing with all your stuff. And you mm-hmm. haven't known what it's been. And you've gotten some ideas. It's to be out in the world. But one of the things that you had said was that you're removing the barriers between me and the world. What am I getting prepared for? Mm. Uh, it was just a, another way of asking yourself, what am I supposed to be doing instead of dealing with my stuff? There's got to be something I sh- should be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to be doing. I'm called to be doing. And I'm curious now with the months that have passed since you said that, have you gotten any closer to figuring that out? I might not know the ultimate, but I do know um, the day the daily, what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems like enough. <laughs> I mean, I don't know where it's leading me. Right. But what's been the common theme now, um, so I'll give this example. So it in my religion, we're in the middle of Lent. And often people have like a Lenten program that they follow. And I have a one that I follow that I love. But when I'm leaping from one aha moment to another, I, I, I'm just too excited. And so I don't sit down and listen to the recording for that day and then journal about it. I, I get bogged. So I'm maybe a week behind now. Oh, a Lenten. Yes, a Lenten recording. program. Okay, yes. you don't mean our program. No. Right, okay. And what's interesting in that is... Those are still beneficial if I re-listen to them, but they don't matter. The one for today matters. And it's been an aha for me on that. Mm. Because how much of my struggle with hoarding has been lamenting and and thinking in the past, 
mm-hmm. of where I should be, mm. catching up. And in order to catch up, I have to do all that. Mm-hmm. No, the catch up is right now, mm-hmm. being now in the present. What am I being asked to, to do, asked to do today? What is being presented? So there's a, there's a journal that goes along with this program and asks you questions like, what is God saying to you today? Well, that doesn't work if I go in the back in the past because that's now. What is he saying to me now about what of what he said to me in that a week ago? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. So my approach to that, if I want to do it, is I date it for the day that I'm actually filling it out because I missed it. Now, I'm not trying to make myself feel guilty for missing those days, but I am acknowledging that what I see today is different than what I would have seen a week ago mm-hmm. because... God's not in the the past. He's not in the future. He's right now. And whatever he's trying to tell me now is now. So that happens to be the key to everything. Because I, I think as a hoarder, uh, I'm naturally um, bringing all my um, mistakes into every decision I make. Mm. And I'm not giving myself a chance. I'm not letting myself off the hook. I'm I'm beating myself up in that. So you ask me a question and, and it's like, but wait a minute, I'm a hoarder. Let's bring that in. I don't need to say that. There's new people that are coming into my life that I'm willing to mention that I do this podcast and they're listening. But I'm able to say I'm a recovering hoarder and that's okay. It's not a... a it's kind of, it's, I think along the line, it's been, you think I'm normal, but I'm not. And let me sabotage this, mm. you know, <laughs> <laughs> let me bring you into my world. And it has a lot to do with how I see myself of, you know, broken. Well, we're all broken. So when you're asking me this question, I think that all this time, that I've been buried, I've buried myself, mm-hmm. and I've hidden the light, and I've hidden, you know, whatever I'm being called to, because whatever I'm called to is different than what yours, you're being called to, and I can't compare myself to somebody else because they're different journeys. Mm-hmm. And one of the th- fruits of all this is I'm making friends, and I... <laughs> I I don't take that lightly. These are friends that know me as a hoarder. Mm-hmm. How many friends did I hide this from? And um, these are friends that are listening to my podcast. Hi, friends. <laughs> it's crazy. And there's just kind of this. It is crazy. <laughs> I mean, really. Not that, I mean, that because... This has been, we know that this has been such a shame-filled space for you and for anyone who hoards that they cannot share this. We have people that ask questions um, about you and what's going on and they can't reveal, they don't want to reveal um, themselves publicly. So they're coming in a back channel Mm -hmm. and I respect that. Mm -hmm. Um, And now here you're telling people Here's who I am, and oh, by the way, 
I've got a podcast and why don't you listen to it? That is as far from one end of the spectrum to the other as you can get. Not quite. No. (laughs) The furthest would be to show your face and your last name. Right. And maybe we'll do that one day. I don't know. We haven't ever talked about that. Right. But that would be the full, full disclosure for you. Right. Um, Obviously, it's a continuum. Um, But to have people who are knowing you now and hearing you and listening to you and cheering you on face to face, eyeball to eyeball with you. That's amazing. That's amazing. It It is. Um, there's kind of a, well, whatever. I tell them I'm anonymous, but obviously they know who I am because <laughs> I'm telling them. Yes. What I was having a vision when you were talking, you remember that old show where you had the three people behind the, the screen and they'd say, I'm so-and-so, I'm so-and-so, I'm so-and-so. And then you had to pick out yeah, which yeah, one it yeah. is. Yeah, I do remember that TV show. <laughs> I love that? that TV show. I did show. too. <laughs> they tried to figure out which uh-huh. one was the real one. Uh-huh. That'd be funny. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be mad the way I debut. <laughs> Okay, we need some Mary impersonators. <laughs> do but, you think? Do you think you will ever want your last name? Uh, I think I can earn it this? by having a minimized house. Yes. Okay. And that would be something where my husband allows it because I'm protecting him. Yes. Yes. All along, it has been you protecting him. Mm-hmm. Um, and where would he fall on that right now, do you think? Oh, he's very pleased with the progress, the mess that I make in the in the in the process is driving him insane and mm-hmm. and it's funny because my I've said this before, but I, I'm able to see it from his point of view. And that used to be so debilitating. But now I'm just like, Oh, that's horrible. Poor guy. Oh well, I have to get this done. Yeah. And it just has to do with um how our house is laid out, mm-hmm. you know, and there are days where the day comes to an end and I had so much hope and, you know, it's a disaster. Um, I talk about arenas a lot and the first person to ever introduce me to that thought is Brene Brown. Mm-hmm. But my latest has been, I've, I'm stepping out of that arena of the hoarding. So when I'm dealing with it I'm not really stepping in it I'm just kind of pulling from it into my current arena mm-hmm. and the nonsense has 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 dissipated the 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 way of reacting and like I said the anxiety anxiety is the main thing I think that um it's like the engine that propels it mm-hmm. and you take that anxiety away and you're able to breathe you're able to see things clearly but the other thing is, who was I trying to be when I was knee-deep in hoarding? I was, I was um, barely functioning. Um, I couldn't receive love. I lived in constant shame. I didn't want to leave the house. I beat myself up. I mean, all these horrible, horrible things that anyone, no one should do to themselves for any reason. And one by one, they've been lifted. And so who I'm finding is me mm-hmm. in that what's left. And 
the fruit of it is, like I said, I've become friends with people that I can be honest with today. This is who I am today. And what's beautiful about that is, it sounds really corny, but I can let them love me mm. and I can love them. That isn't corny. <laughs> that's, that's the point, right? That's what we all need. Yeah. And I've done enough um, uh, nonsense in my life where it's like, how do you come back? I mean, I had thrown in the towel. And how do you come back and not be grateful? I am so grateful mm. that I'm uh, that I met you and that all these things have fallen into place. It's it's quite miraculous. And when uh, my really good friend who's known that I've made this podcast for since it started, who who maybe had heard the first one but the friends that I knew during the hoarding that I had to break the news to take it harder mm. than those who I meet and tell them right off the, you know, right. within a short period of time of, of meeting me. And part of it is a, I'm sure it's like an embarrassment or a, a um, fear of, you know, watching a car crash. <laughs> you want to, you don't want to watch, but it, you want to watch. Mm-hmm. And a couple of them have been listening and they're just so impressed that this is actually happening, that mm. this has, and I'm like, I can't take any credit for this. This is out of our control. And we've talked about this where we've made recordings and we're like, I don't know what I think about that. And then somehow miraculously, it, it sounds fine. I, I really think that um, I wouldn't recommend but this is my journey, but I wouldn't recommend a journey like this to anyone else who's a hoarder. I would say take what I have unpacked and use it. You know, you don't need to go through all this hell. You can just learn how to live in the bittersweet. I mean, in fact, we could start podcast one, learn how to bit, live in the bittersweet and be done with this. <laughs> Yes, but it took us 60 conversations to get there, right? <laughs> right. And it it's fascinating because you could sum it up as we'll suck it up, Mary. But that's not that's not even it. It's um it's acknowledging something is important to you um and not letting it have a hold on you. Mhm. Which in and of itself is a wall. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah, so if anybody's listening right now, you don't need to go back and listen to any other. <laughs> Save <laughs> yourself some time. <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Theoretically. Yeah, it took you going through the lessons, and everyone will have their own different lessons to mm-hmm. learn and their own reasons for things, but I'm guessing there's probably a lot of similarities with anxiety and and how that fuels and and uh, the barrier that you put up by buying things. Um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of similarities with that. So, yes, it sounds like now you've really come to terms with that. And I think you needed to learn it the way you learned it. It was excruciating. And I remember at one point, you know, I said, well, I could have somebody come take my stuff. 
but I want to live in this anxiety and figure this out. Yes, you did not want to get right back to a full house. Right. Um, I mean, do you remember that Candyland game where you could get the the free pa- pass? Mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was called. Like you landed on a certain spot, or was that shoots and ladders? Maybe it's shoots and ladders mm-hmm. where you could shoot up an extra. No, there was something like that in Candyland. <laughs> I know there was. Um, where you could get further ahead mm-hmm. if you landed exactly on the spot. Right. Um, and, and jump the journey right. that everybody else had to go on. And ha, 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 now I'm ahead. But then you could go backwards, too. Right. <laughs> that might be the shoots and ladders one. Um, so, yeah, maybe you could have shot up that mm-hmm. um, spot and not had to take every step along the way. Maybe other people can. And, and we hope, we hope that there's a benefit to listening to this for people to get some of the ahas that you've gotten. Um, be company along the way. Right. Know that you're not alone. Um, understand the journey if you're not someone who's experiencing the same thing. So, um, yeah, I don't know what my point is exactly (laughs) other than it seems so simple now Mm -hmm. because you've been through it all. Right. But you had to go through it all. Well, because, um, because you did. Right. Well, and that's how, you know, it was meant for you. Right. (laughs) Because it happened. Well, it's almost like, I feel like. Um, I was joking to myself, you know, you hear someone say, go where no man has gone before. (laughs) I feel like I've gone where no one has gone. At least they haven't heard it discussed. Right. And who analyzes like I do? I mean, I've just, my head's constantly going. It's crazy. But at least it puts it into words and kind of, um, you know, people can either relate or not. But they can pull from what they what they need. And, you know, last year, I remember shortly before the beginning of the year, so this would have been 2018, I remember thinking, I'm always going to be a hoarder. I'm never going to get out of this. And then something told me to say, that's BS. You have to change your wording to yourself and say, I will get out of this. I will change. And ultimately that came to my um, New Year's resolution to no longer live and I can't. And that kind of was the theme of the year. Mm-hmm. And then this year that turned into I'm going to step into fear. Mm. And I would say everyone's going to have these typical um bullet points as a hoarder and fear is definitely in there mm-hmm. and of course anxiety is is how we i don't know uh live in the fear and you know i always had this problem where what if i decide i like something after I've given it away or after I've sold it. And so I had to come up with an analogy of things happen. I could still survive. Mm-hmm. You know, not all things are, are perfect. And this need to always be prepared. I can't have everything. I can't have a Band-Aid with me and, the, you know, the right tools at all times. I can't have everything. Mm-hmm. And you you've talked about how 
I'm giving up what I'm trying to control that I can't control Mm -hmm. and embracing what I can control. And so there is something in this little mix of what makes a hoarder. And it's the anxiety, it's the fear, it's the shame, it's the control. Mm -hmm. And if you can combat those four things, whatever it takes to combat that, and just be able to surrender to it, surrender that you are helpless to it. And I honestly, it sounds really strange, but I'm almost to the point of rejoicing that I'm a hoarder. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Say more. Because it's making me stronger Mm. as I'm emerging from it. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's super cool. How are you seeing that? Um, whenever we're presented with something that we think is um, a lie or uh, a challenge to how we see the world, we're forced to come up with a theory of why and form why we believe that and then stand behind it and in this effort to get out from the hoarding I had to declare what is true and what is not I wouldn't have been able to do that if I weren't caught in this um, desperate need to get out Mm -hmm. and I've heard people say they were grateful for their addiction Mm-hmm. because it made them who they are now. And yeah. I can relate to that. I mean, it's hell going through it. Yeah. I don't recommend it. There's easier ways to get to that point. Maybe. Right, maybe not. Maybe not. I've heard people with cancer say the same thing. Mm-hmm. Best thing that ever happened to me, and they've, they've survived it. Right. When they've said it, of course, um, because of the lessons that they've learned. So, yeah, right. it's not shocking that right. you would say that. I just... Right. I love that you've said that, actually. Well, I, there's a funny priest that I listen to who says, you know, if we didn't have any adversity, do you think that we'd be good people? No. We'd be sitting back eating bonbons. <laughs> we wouldn't have anything. Fat and lazy and <laughs> probably living in fear. Right. Somehow. Right. It would have the, the, the best of us. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have said that. I regret saying that. <laughs> I regret saying the fat part. I am trying to get my arms around thinking fat is bad. Mm. So mm-hmm. I take it back. I take it back. Best version of ourselves. We wouldn't be the best version of ourselves mm-hmm. unless we had some adversity. Mm-hmm. There we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always learning, right? Yeah. And if we're not, we're, we're dead. stuck. <laughs> Well, it sounds like we're coming to a logical conclusion mm-hmm. uh, for this conversation, unless there's anything else no, you I don't want think to that's say it. right now. And um, I don't, as we've gotten to these later episodes, I've thought, is this our last one? Is this our last one? I don't think this is our last one, just because we want to hear when you say, um, my husband is fine with me saying my name because it's in a good you know, it's in the state of happy or right. whatever, clear, clear, clean. And you had some 
phrase and I forgot now what it was <laughs> of how you wanted your space to feel when you can define that space mm-hmm. um, that way. Um, and then, and then maybe we're done, but I'm still holding out that I'll get a chance to talk to your husband sometime. Ooh, yeah, that'd be good. And I would envision also a follow-up mm-hmm. like couple a podcasts later, yeah. mm-hmm. a year later. How's mm-hmm. she doing now? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. So we're not, we're not done, but when it takes months for new episodes to appear and i appreciate all the people out there who are listening and wondering when is the next one coming how come this takes so long Mm -hmm. um this isn't the last one so if you're listening to this and it's been a space of months and nothing else has come just know that you are working on your stuff and making progress and when there's something more to say we typically try to get a chance to record and say that so thank you mary i'm so happy for your progress and always wonder what's going to happen next with you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And that ends today's Chronicle. We have to go through it. I have lived my 50 plus years loving a shortcut probably born out of my early days of loving the Candyland game and the Gumdrop Mountain Pass, but they aren't really efficient. Mary has done so much work with so much tenacity and stubbornness, and now she is able to give and receive love, and throughout this whole process is finally finding herself underneath all of her stuff, and she's stronger than ever. Thanks so much for listening, and thanks to my brother Michael Koppelman for sharing his gorgeous music. Stay tuned to find out what happens next on Clutter Chronicles. <laughs>